everyone, and welcome back to another episode with the Shy Spirits guest. And we have a special guest this week, a recurring guest. It's Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Hey, guys. And uh, I am John. And I am Parker. We are very excited for today's um, podcast because we have some great items from Wild Rye Distilling out of Bozeman, Montana. A place where the two of you recently visited, right? Exactly. We got a chance to check out uh, their tap room and tried some wonderful cocktails and spirits, and uh, we brought a bunch back with us to try today. What was that suitcase like? Uh, it was heavy. It was heavy. I, we had to check more than we thought we were going to have yes. to really, uh, on the way back. tested the limits of filling a suitcase with uh, booze <laughs> and putting it on an airplane, but nothing broke. TSA <laughs> didn't <good>. stop you. <laughs> it's fantastic. There is a law we learned in Montana that if you are at a distillery, you can only buy two models per person. So not that we could have fit more in my suitcase. We couldn't have, but we, uh, we each got... Um, we, we each, I got three big bottles and then we, the mini bottles, if you can get like, you can add it up. Mm, so, only two bottles per person. So we got 10 mini bottles. In. Well, yeah. Like also his mom was there. So she bought two. We did get one. We did get one other big bottle of rum too. So yeah. So we had four big bottles and 10 mini bottles. Yeah. Also they only will serve you two drinks at there, which was a, a big uh, sore spot mm. because at a winery, apparently in Montana, you can drink as much wine as you want, but. At a distillery, they only have two cocktails. This is unfair discrimination. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But I had a, I had a painkiller from the rum, and it was fantastic. Really good, yeah. Um, we will talk more about that when we get to there. But first, we are starting with the Old Tom Gin. Now, now who's Tom, and why is his gin old? He, he is pretty old. It's a style of gin that I, I should know more about, and I really don't. Um, though it is summer, and that is the time... To drink gin. Jenny, what do you know about Old Tom Gin? Not a lot. <laughs> old Tom Gin sounds like a neighbor. You think that's It's a gin recipe popular in 18th century England. That's right. That's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> forgot it. Um, but it's, yeah, it has to do with it's the like, style. Is it sweeter? It's like uh, in comparison to London Dry Gin? Um, they, they have, they're less juniper heavy than your average London Dry Gin. Um, more, more akin to a Dutch Geneva in flavor. Oh, Geneva. Lighter. Yeah. I never pronounced that correctly. Uh, lighter, maltier, softer, more approachable is what I'm reading on Google. So <laughs> this I, at some point I knew that and I forgot that. This has got like a really, it's almost like a Sprite nose. It's really nice. It's, it is approachable. Lightly floral. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really nice. That is really good. Mm-hmm. It's like more citrusy than evergreen or something. I mean, there definitely is a little bit like a nip of that evergreen in there, but yeah, I, I like the citrus. It's like evergreen on the palate and, and, and just like smooths out. I get, some, I get some lemon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Definite citrus for sure. Man, you're going to have to go back and get more of that because this is just one of the mini bottles, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is just one of the mini bottles. We did buy a big bottle of the next thing we're going to try. Which is they have a honey version of this gin, which I'm very excited about. Now, how did you decide to do the big bottle of the honey versus this? They didn't have this in a mini. They didn't have the yeah. That's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't overthink it. Um, just to give you a little background on that gin, I want to inform the good people about this wonderful distillery we got to visit. Um, so juniper grows wild in the mountains across Montana. Oh wow! Who knew? So this is made with Montana juniper. 
um, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, you don't hear about Kentucky Jim Crow, so. <laughs> at, at Wild Red Distilling, their philosophy is to let Montana's unique flora define the flavor and aroma of their spirits. And what about the honey? This is a limited edition. Oh, man, you got that. Bourbon barrel honey gin. Oh, man. If you got that on the secondary, you'd be paying easily twice the retail price. I'm fairly confident this costs like $32, but... I've seen it go for 60 on Facebook. Not <laughs> so this is still Old Tom Gin. So it's Old Tom Gin that's been bourbon barrel honey... Or bourbon, aged in a bourbon barrel with honey. I was going to say, I definitely taste more barrel on it. Well, this is a limited one because they don't even have a descriptor for it on the website. Here, uh, I've got some on the bot- bottle here. Old Tom Gin originated in England and was popular in the mid-1800s. Our carefully researched recipe uses a secret blend of aromatic botanicals to instill richness and depth in modern and classic cocktails alike. Its golden color and slight sweetness come from a touch of oak and caramel. I, mean, I, just, I, I just taste it and you can definitely get the, a little bit of caramel. Although I I could drink this on its own. Mm-hmm. And it's freaking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, nice. the honeyness of it really, it does sweeten a little and it rounds it out. Oh my God. That's and both of those are at 90 proof, mm-hmm. but neither of them taste that. Yeah, this is 90 proof and put like one ice cube in here and I drink that all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could make... Um, a really nice uh, gin and tonic with that, or any kind of like gin drink. I know it'd be kind I just of want it up traditional. in a martini glass. Yeah, yeah I don't even right. want the vermouth. I just want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I would use it in a Negroni just because the the ap- or the, not the Aperol, the Campari kind of overpowers it probably too much. But sometimes I like to do uh, Manhattan or Negroni with a little bit less than the recommended because mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you want to taste the gin a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to taste the vermouth, you know? Yeah. That is just delightful. Really good. Well done. Well done, Bob Rye. It's not even your namesake. So what do we got next? We have the dark rum. This is this is Parker's specialty. I, so much pressure. So much pressure. I ride for this, though. This is, like I said, I had a, a cocktail at the place. What was in the painkiller? It was painful, yeah. And did it, in fact, kill all your pain? It helped. It was a, a early flight. You guys like got off the plane and went straight to the distillery, right? That is accurate. It's just the way. Well, I we went to it. lunch and then we went to the distillery. That's a good order. Yeah, that's no, a good call. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then his mom drove us back to her house. <laughs> yeah, I, I drove there from the airport. Yeah. Mom doesn't see great. Um, but yeah, we're like two cocktail minimum. We met the minimum or maximum. What a doll! Everybody needs a mom who will drive them home from the distillery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is great. Here, here in Montana, I'm bringing up the site, we, we don't grow sugar cane. It's just too cold up here. However, we are the nation's fifth largest producer of sugar beets, leaving us with a lot of local sugar. In fact, Western Sugar Cooperative in Billings, Montana, has been in operation making train carloads of beet sugar since 1906. So at Wild Rye, they carry on the tradition of making use of what they have, um, reducing their carbon footprint, helping support Montana's agricultural heritage. Um, so this is a beet sugar rum. Is that, is that legal? How does that work? So technically, correct, it is not, it is not a traditional rum in the technical sense because it's not made from sugar cane or molasses. So technically it is not a rum, but they, it is a rum. Well, it's they can just, call it a rum without. 
Um, you know, I mean, they kind of get that label pulled by the TTP. If you right? look it at, doesn't actually say rum. On yeah, it. they actually had to take the rum off of it. On this picture on the website, it has rum on there, but I think they had to change it. It doesn't say it on here. Oh man, um, okay. it's technically not rum. What do they call it? It's it Ramsdell's Parrot Dark, which I have a story about the parrot. Did for you? I hope you met the parrot. No, but I, it's on here. Um, Ramsdell's Parrot was the name of one of the earliest copper mines in Butte. Since we use Montana-grown beet sugar combined with cane molasses to prepare our Montana beet sugar spirit, we thought this name was fitting. After all, a parrot is not only a pirate's best friend, it is the tool, usually made of copper, a distiller uses to measure the proof of spirits coming off the still. A parrot. I didn't know that. That's cool. There you go, listener. <laughs> we learned something today. Um, yeah. This is a very unique spirit. I don't know if I've ever heard of another sugar beet spirit. I have never had one. Well, it smells like butter, and it's like... It does smell like butter. Very butter in the nose. Like butterscotch. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is like a Werther's original. Like a <laughs> nostril. Mm-hmm. It's got a little, like a light, little light fruit to it. And totally. Grape almost or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. A little bit of honey. Yeah. That candy, that candy flavor is the, the flavor wheel would say. It's still, yeah, it's still got a little bit of that Werther's original taste mm-hmm. to it, too. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, it does. I just got it, like... <laughs> It yeah. happened later. <laughs> yeah, so they um, so they add to the the beet aspect of it. They add some classic blackstrap cane molasses. Oh, so they do have a little molasses in this. Mm-hmm. They do. And then they infuse the mix with raisin, clove, and vanilla, and finish with oh, pure Montana vanilla. mountain water. Well, I'm glad they didn't do it with like putrid Montana mountain water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been aged in a septic tank. Oh, that is pretty freaking good. Oh, um, you like that in a pink or could you see it anywhere else? Yeah, I, I don't know that I'd put this in like a traditional daiquiri. Rum old fashioned. But a rum old fashioned indeed would be wonderful with this. I am interested to know why not a, a traditional daiquiri has a lot of flavor to it and you want something more mild in a daiquiri? I don't, I, it just, I feel like normally in a daiquiri I want more of that like Barbados or Martinique kind of like flair to it or like a, uh, not Martinique, but like, um, like Jamaica. Oh, really? Something funky. Well, like, I like, well, you know, I'm a big fan of the Denizen Three Year White Rum, yeah, which is a blend of Martinique and um, Jamaican rum. Mm. So you get a little hint of that Jamaican, but not like so much that's super funky. But uh, I'm sure this, would be, I'm sure this would be good in that. But my first thought was like, like it's great in a painkiller, great in something where like the the, the like candy, honey butterscotch. Go ahead. So when we were in Montana, another thing we went out, well, we went to stay at uh, Chico Hot Springs Resort and mm-hmm. had a wonderful dinner at their restaurant, but mm-hmm. they're... And they we are sponsored by them, right? Chico Hot yeah. Springs. <laughs> now um, we are. <laughs> and, li- and listeners, feel free to give us your, uh, message us with your great Chico Hot Springs stories. Yes, yeah. exactly. We'll, we'll talk about them next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the We had this s'mores old fashioned that they smoked, like they smoked the cocktail. This would be great. Oh my god, that'd be and a, great! As fun. with us, as mm. yeah. So we've been talking about remaking that, where we make the toasted marshmallow syrup and make the old fashioned. This would be fantastic mm-hmm. with that. I do have a smoking gun. All Montana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, for um, once we run out of material for podcast, we can start doing hey, all rum cocktails. All, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all gin cocktails. We can do just a, a cocktail podcast. So this is like you know, ten years from now. Mm-hmm. It was still the ways to go. How did you even learn about Wild Ride? Just because you, I uh, well, you know. n- knowing we were going to visit my mom in Montana, we uh, I was just 
checking out what was around in Bozeman, which is what we were flying into. And but you got to find something that, you know, to prevent was, you from getting the shakes, right? There was two distilleries um, in Bozeman that seemed interesting to go to. It was this in, like, um, um, another one, and this one. The one that we're not sponsored by. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and that one was is downtown Bozeman. My mom's like, I'm not going downtown. It's too crazy down there. And I'm like, okay. Classic. Somebody, somebody who lives in Montana <laughs> yeah. is like, I'm not going downtown anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've heard well we heard that it's like hard to get parking down there and apparently mm-hmm. it's like a really like bustling town who knew but um yeah according to, according to them it's the uh, the largest growing airport in the country wow it's a really nice airport Which, it was jammed when we flew out of there so I yeah it. I believe it largest growing is like the most improved warm it's like oh mm-hmm. sorry yeah, yeah. it was too tumultuous true it's no hold on um but yeah no, so we this was one of the two places we found and it looked pretty cool and we got in there and we i'm so glad we went there because it was it was just such a good experience yeah and there was nobody else there when we were there so it was like we actually like got to sit there and talk to the bartenders and like really learn about everything so like yeah they, they gave us some tasters i think to try and, yeah it's that's great. cool man i'm so excited about this next one yeah so we've got the we've got the wild rye rye this is their kind of their namesake in a way yeah i mean this theoretically this is their uh this is their best guy, you would think. Their best guy, rye. That's not, that's not a bad name for a rye. Great Basin Wild Rye is a grass that is native to Montana and the American West. And is it in this? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this, but we. Uh, I'm like, wait. It's on the they, bottle. So. When did they put grass in it, rye? It, it can grow between three and six feet tall. Wow. It's, it, can, it grows around Bozeman. Mm-hmm. It's crafted by hand, one batch at a time. I won't say the notes because we're going to pick them out. Mm-hmm. It's got like a green apple. Like a mm-hmm. Get some, green, green, get some green fruit in the nose there. It's one of my favorite ones to find. Oh, sorry, Jenny. It's okay. Although you already read up what's on the back, so you know if that's right or wrong. It didn't say it. It didn't say it, but I do smell it. That's good. Yeah. What is that? Mm. That's also kind of buttery. Yeah, it's a little bit sweeter than you'd expect, I think. It, um... I'm not sure what the uh, the mash bill is, but it seems like it's not super high. Anybody rye. else uh, almond? I can see that. I'm, I'm looking at maybe cherry or something too. The peach, maybe it's peach and gonna maybe pear. Mm. Pear and green apple kind of have some. It's like the skin of a pear. <laughs> Shut Just up. for a second. <laughs> but yeah, I do get maybe like some fig. I like on this tasting while I'm looking at there's jam. I'm like, what kind of jam are you talking There's about? so many kinds of jam. It could be bacon jam. Right. But yeah, I get a little bit of uh like dried fruit. Yeah, I can totally get that. It's not mm-hmm. it's not straight up fresh fruit, it's definitely like kind of this like mm-hmm. sugary. It kinda of reminds me of um what kind of candy is it? It's like the little the little pieces of like candied dried fruit. You, know what I'm talking you about? spend a lot of time with old people? I mean I used to. Oh, our listener just texted us. <laughs> listener, are you listening right now? <laughs> that's pretty cool. Oh, man. All right. That's incredible. How did he know? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. The rye is good, though. I like it. It's hard to beat that. Like, And I like the rum a lot. I think the rye might be the best thing. I, and I, actually, I love the gin, too. I like all of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. each of them is good for its category. Yeah. I, I think I liked the, the rum... A little bit better because I was thinking, okay, I could see this in a lot of different cocktails, and the rye tastes like a good rye, and I just yeah. the, the, it, it, it is a little bit lower proof. The rye is um, only eighty five proof, mm. but yeah, it is. But I like I'm such a big fan of all three of these. Um, now these big. are 
And listeners, if any of you are in the Bozeman area, um, definitely make a stop at our friend's Wild Rye. And these are uh, batched? These aren't single barrel, right? Uh, I believe these are, yes, they are batched. Correct. Wow, so they do a really good job, though, of you know, tasting that to make sure that it meets a flavor profile. And yeah, when we were there, they were busy bottling stuff in the back. You could hear it. You you could, know, yeah, like, when you go to the like when you go to the bathroom, you go, like, down this long hallway, and they have windows, so you can kind of see what they're doing back there. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Next, we've got the bourbon. It's called Five Drops Bourbon Whiskey. I don't know why it's called that, but... Well, you can only drink five drops of it. There is a story. Um, they, they build this as, like, their their best thing. Um, at least when I was looking into it, to visiting the place they did. Um, yeah, and so here's a little history. In 1900, the Garrett Mining News touted five drops, um, uh, the pleasant, most powerful, and effective, never-failing tonic for nearly everything. In a gesture to Montana history... They created Five Drops bourbon, so that's why it's called Five Drops. Apparently, um, it was named after some remedy of the 1900s. It, um, <clears throat> early 1900s. It does have like a kind of um, medicinal, almost like a oops in a smaller bourbon barrel. You know, that like, like advanced woodiness. They use Montana-grown sweet corn in the mash bill. Hmm. And, they, and there's a hint of malted barley. Oh yeah. Okay. On the taste, or I mean, I'm in, in the mash bowl. Okay. Yeah. And almost smell like a little <laughs> bit of grass. I do get some. I get like a, that maltiness on the nose. Yeah. Actually, I've tasted it, and now, and um, just like the other spirits, it it's definitely got a really nice finish on it. I think that. What, I think I like this better now than I did the first time I tasted it. Sorry to cut you off. No. Yeah. It's. I think that's really, I mean, they've done such a good job so far in all of their spirits about, like, maybe the, the palate is kind of funky or, or kind of wild, you know, to really, you know, be appropriate to their name. Mm-hmm. But then the, the finish is really nice. It's, there's nothing, nothing off-putting about the finish. And they do age this in a small barrels. You can kind of tell that. You know, it's like a lot of, you get a lot of wood on that in a different yeah. way from a lot of wood because something's been sitting in the barrel for long. And they, and they tout the, the, it's no temperature control. So There you go. I mean, mm-hmm. so it gets hot with summer, those Montana mm-hmm. summers, it gets cold mm-hmm. with those Montana mm-hmm. winters. Yeah, we experienced that just in day and night. It was, mm-hmm. you know, like 85 in the day and 45 at night. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that means that yeah, day by day they really get a lot of variation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Similar in Napa Valley. Mm. You know, I didn't pick up any like strong notes one way or the other. I guess it was like kind of like, nutty for me. I know, I was having a hard time picking something out on this one. It was less fruity. There wasn't a predominant flavor for me. Maybe even earthy. Honestly, this would probably um and I I agree I like it better now than when we tried it there. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't well, know. I, I was pretty sleep deprived when we tried it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> this is a mini bottle. Did you open it now, or has it been open? You just, just opened it. Okay. Um, but I, I agree. It's kind of like nothing really jumps out at you, but it's pretty all around. It kind of reminds me of, in the way in the way of Buffalo Trace. In that, I feel like Buffalo Trace doesn't really have a regular Buffalo Trace doesn't really have a flavor that jumps out at you, but it's really good in cocktails because of that. Yeah. So I, I feel like this would be great in cocktails. Yeah, I can see that. And not a flavor similarity, but... No, like, no, a, yeah, no, just yeah. like as a, as a base, like, right. hey, this, this could work for any bourbon co- whiskey cocktail. Because it... Yeah, I could um, I could see it 
I wouldn't, I don't know, maybe like in an old fashioned, you know, something that like allows it to retain a lot of its character and mm-hmm. maybe even like a Sazerac too. I think this would be great in a Sazerac. I think this would be really good in a revolver. Mm. A little coffee liqueur, a little orange bitters. Oh, okay. I was like, mm-hmm. what is in a revolver again? It's one of my, my favorite new drinks of the last of year. 2021? Definitely 2020 air. Got into the revolver and stuff. And so now we're trying a dessert. Yeah, it's time for dessert. We've got the wild rye apple pie moonshine. Everybody's in love with moonshine these days. I was just in North Carolina, and there are so many quote moonshine distilleries yeah, but that you can go tour. It, it's only Ooh, okay. So they do have on the website here. I want to backtrack real quick um, to the bourbon. They have like uh, rest, cocktail recipes. So what they, what they recommend for the bourbon there is a bourbon swizzle, which, what it, um, which is bourbon, lime juice, simple syrup, Angostura bitters, top of soda. Mm-hmm. A wildflower, which is two dashes of lavender bitters. Because, oh, I do have this on Bourbon and ginger beer, with uh, muddled with one orange slice. A horse neck, this is very Montana-y. Uh, a twist of lemon peel, um, ice bourbon, ginger beer, two dashes of, of bitters. And a whole gallon of horse roll. There <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go. This, this one oh, that sounds good. A, a, a Vendome, am I reading that right, you think? Uh, yeah, Vendome. Like the copper Vendome. V-E-N-D-O-M-E. Yeah. Um, it's bourbon, grapefruit juice, honey simple syrup. Um, stir and strain to a chilled martini glass. Yes, it's up. Garnished with cherry. I'll try that. That looks real good. We're trying that. Grapefruit juice? Yeah, which Interesting. for a long time, grapefruit juice has been when I'm, my go-to. I'm hungover and I have to rally drinks. Vodka grapefruit. Vodka grapefruit juice. I'm just like, okay, I gotta... Yeah. The juice really helps revitalize you. Oh, yeah, you need those antioxidants. And there's a tartness there that kind of helps. Alright. Sorry. Apple pie. I digress. Wow. This, <laughs> I will say this. This apple pie, the nose is so good. Cinnamon. Yeah. It's cinnamon apple. Pie. That is delightful. <laughs> oh, my God. It's summertime here, but... Right. Yeah, I mean, this is not the right time of year for this, but I don't care. It's no, great. but yeah, this so is, great. It brings you right to, to Thanksgiving. This reminds me of that um, apple cider cocktail you made over the... Mm. Oh, yeah, the one that takes you right back to Pottery Barn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is really nice, though. It's not too heavy. No, it's very light. It's made from corn spirits distilled from their custom stills mixed with fresh, unpasteurized apple cider, spices, and honey. Oh, unpasteurized apple cider. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their apple pie is all natural. Great flavor and sweetness come from fresh apple cider, local honey. I mean... Not syrup or flavorings. You might be surprised. Wow, it tastes like apple pie. But, no, I like how light it is, though, because it's like, you know, apple pie is heavy. Right. <laughs> this is and not... Yeah, apple pie liqueurs taste really heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this tastes apple. just like a really like a light apple cider. This is like the July Fourth apple pie, not the Thanksgiving apple pie. Yeah, or you the or so the Christmas apple on. pie. So spot on. Yeah, and it's sixty proof, I believe. Like, yeah, I it's you, low. I could see you drinking a couple of these, and it's like, oh yeah, it's so sweet and deli- no, I'm drunk. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the next day you're like, what was it? It was that apple pie moonshine. Oh, I drank half the bottle. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, and, an, there's an old fashioned recipe for this stuff. <gasps> really. I am listening. Um, coat a lowball glass with Angostura bitters. Splash of cinnamon simple syrup. I don't know who's got that on hand. But, can you make it? I, I can make um, it. Splash of soda water, um, apple pie, and some of the bourbon. Uh, uh, I'm out on the bourbon. 
I just think it's going to overpower this because it's only sixty something proof, you know. Yeah, well, it's half. It's half and half. This in the bourbon. Yeah, so it's actually. Although we were just talking about how the bourbon is not super overpowering, so maybe, that's true. Good point. Good maybe, point. Maybe it would we work could, in we concert. Could, we could figure it out. We could yeah. play with the recipe a little if it doesn't work for us. Now you do have too many bottles of those things. Is there a way to get more of this without having? To um, they actually, I think, we will ship to Illinois from certain venues. Will they? The legality that I'm uncertain of, but I, I thought. I saw somewhere where you could order from their website. That's why we don't use our last names on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, that law might change soon, John, as you know. All right. Well, I'll be unconstitutional. And also, I can get, get my mom to mule it next time she's coming to town. There, there you go. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see her in October. We'll bring her to bring some. Oh, perfect time to bring us mm-hmm. um, three bottles of the apple pie? Mm-hmm. Just, like, just go buy 20 minis of an apple pie. Mm-hmm. They don't sell them big? They do, actually. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I think they do. Better bring that down. But we're, uh, we're gonna have to get more people to go through the distillery so she can buy yeah more than two bottles <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was wild ride distilling. That's all we got for today. It was delicious. It really was. Yeah, um, there wasn't a bad um, taste among them. I, said, I like them even more this time than the first time we tried them. Yeah, it all really, of them. It really holds up. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited to continue to drink these all summer. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic stuff. Anyway, thank you so much for being with us. If you're in Montana, swing by Bozeman. Um, go it's to a wild, small state. You can get there easily. Yeah, go to Wild Rye. <laughs> um, yeah, very small state. Um, tell them the Shy Spirits guy sent you. That's right. And uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for coming.